And now, ladies and gentlemen, the time has arrived. You are watching Southwest Boxing Media in association with Brixton Streetwear. Welcome to this week's episode of Southwest Boxing Media Speaks. Kieran Yeo from Southwest Boxing Media in association with Brixton Streetwear. And as always, please welcome my co-host on the podcast, Tommy Langford. Tommy, how's things, mate? You all good? All good, mate. All good. Not too bad yourself. Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Um, you're going to have to bear with me slightly, mate. I've got the world's worst toothache at the moment. It's absolutely killing me, mate. <laughs> Nightmare. <laughs> I, yeah, it's. Uh, I ate. I ate dentist, mate. Like, I ate teeth. Do my head in. Oh, I'm the same, mate. It's. I don't know whether it's an abscess or something. I don't know. I'm. I'm booked in for um for an appointment oh. in the morning, so I'm sure I'll find out. But um, yeah, it's, it's proper painful, mate. No, <laughs> uh, no. I'm. Uh, I'm pretty sure it might feel like. Um, Yildirim felt taking those and eating those shots from Canelo on Saturday <laughs> night. Uh, well, I, I reckon you know you. If if it feels that bad, mate, you've you've got a good chin. You've got a good chin, then. Yeah. <laughs> well, it brings us on nicely to that. Let's um, let's talk about it, Tom. I mean, there was obviously we, we didn't expect any shocks. There was nothing that did shock us. Um, no, I think the the liveliest thing about it all was probably the entrance. Um, from Canelo, that was probably the most interesting thing of the old fight. Um, other than that, he just—I don't know—he he, no, he just stood there, didn't he? He didn't. He didn't do anything, mate. I mean, he, he just didn't do anything. He didn't. He didn't try, I think what it was was he got in there, and he was obviously in awe of Canelo. I mean, understandably, but like, you know, he got in there, and then it was like. Um, <laughs> I don't think he even thought I can hit this geezer. You know, he he looked as if he tried a couple of times, and Canelo just like batted it away and just slid away like it was nothing, and just continued to thump him and like yield him. Just was like, what are you going to hit me with next, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I I agree, mate. And we did touch upon it on last week's podcast, and we spoke about it, but. It was there for all to see as well on, on Saturday night. I mean, with all due respect to Yildirim, you know, it was a massive opportunity for him. I think he was paid really well for it, which is great, for, obviously, for him and his family, um, you know, to share the ring with a, a great like Canelo. But let's be fair, mate, he, he didn't belong in there with Canelo, did he? There's, there's levels and levels apart. And um, it, it begs yeah, the question, is. I mean, how was, how was he ended up as a WBC mandatory? Wow. I don't know, mate. It's the same thing as we said before about belts and organisations. It's money, it's money, mate, and it's manoeuvring people in. And sometimes the one who doesn't fight people does better than the ones that do. Do you know what I mean? So mm. it's one of them. But he, he got there, and you know, he, whether it's deserving or not, which you know, I think we've pretty much stated. I don't really think it was deserving, but you know, he he is is been given his chance and you've got to say to, about Canelo okay the opponent wasn't worthy of fighting him but as a as a champion you have to fight your mandatories and he's on a, he, you know he's done exactly that fought the mandatory dealt with it looking to get out again um, and looking to get bit, looking to stay really busy it's looking like which is which is really positive um, it's great for boxing that the uh, you know the pound for pound, uh, pound for pound um, pay per view king is like, you know, willing to you know wants to get busy and wants to be fighting a lot. That's that's great for us fans and you know great for the sport. Yeah, one um, one sort of performance I was in, uh, well, I was impressed with from Yildirim's side was um, I think it was sensible corner work from Joel Diaz after that third round. Oh. I mean, he taken so much already, been put down, obviously. And, I mean, Yildirim was sitting on the stool and, and Joel Diaz was asking him the question, are you OK? Are you OK? I'm giving you one more round. And there was just no response coming back. Tom, Yildirim was just looking forward. There was, there was no response coming back. So you've got to say, you know, full props to Joel Diaz. He made the spot-on decision there to, to pull his man out, didn't he? 
Oh, definitely. You know, he wasn't in the in the fight from the first bout. To at any point, there was no moment where you even considered Yildirim was in the fight, um, and you could never see it going any other way. In you know, it's not like you thought he was saving himself. You know, he was just getting beaten up. So, I think, um, yeah, it definitely the bet, definitely the right decision to to put him out then rather than let it go on any longer. There's no need, is there? There's no need to see someone take a punishment for six, seven, eight rounds when they're getting punished and battered for three and it's not going to get any better, you know? Yeah, and, and I think, I, I think you know, it, it was inevitable. I think that fourth round, it would have been, st- you know, one way or another, yeah. it would have been I finished think, and over in our fourth I think, round, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think the ref was taking a close look anyway. He, you know, he, he wasn't throwing anything back, was he? He wasn't, he wasn't doing anything, so yeah. I think when it's when it's that obvious, like I mean, the referee is looking pretty closely at him anyway, and you know, some hard shots got he got caught with some hard shots in there and stuff. So, you know, um, yeah, good corner work by uh, by Diaz, and um, you know, he'll 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 live to you know live to fight another day, and if he wants to, but he might have made a nice nice packet out of that. He doesn't have to anymore. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, mate. But it's one to tell the grandkids about, anyway, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I what we mentioned it quickly there. What did you make of um Canelo's entrance? So I'm going to ask you, Tom. Something is that something that you would ever have liked to have done in your career? I mean, walking to the ring with a rapper on your shoulder doing his thing. Nah. Is that something that would ever appeal to you in your career? No, 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 <laughs> not at all, mate. I mean, you know, it's that there's a few that have done it in there. There's a few that have done it, but. Was he? A, he was a Mexican rapper, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, so I mean, yeah. that, but the way they were talking about him on the zone was like, like I should have known who he was. Like he's a really renowned rapper. I, I'm ashamed to say, mate. I, I, I didn't know who the guy was. If I'm honest with you, I, I don't know if you did, yeah. Tom. No, I didn't know, mate. No, no. But, I, um, yeah, <laughs> the, way, the way they were talking I, about him was like he was, um, you know, he's he's very renowned as well. So, um, yeah, big yeah. entrance. It, I mean, it wasn't Pitbull. Come on, I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it wasn't, mate. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, nah, I, I, mate, I've never, I'm not, you know, I'm not one for ring walks. I wish they could just go announce you and you just be like, time, you know, just, just, it, just sent to the ring, just, just teleported into the ring. I'd rather just do away with all that. Here he is. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Touch gloves and get down to business. I tell you, one one, one man I was always a fan of his ring walks. We were always very good. And it was one in particular. I was thinking about it funny enough when Canelo was walking in on Saturday night. And I was thinking, ah, oh, this one doesn't beat this one for me. The Vladimir Klitschko, he always had a brilliant entrance. I remember <laughs> particularly the one against David Hay. Do you remember it in Germany? The de- the, the, to be fair, to, in that fight, like, they both had good entrances for that one. Yeah, because Dave, David Dave, remember, he came down wrapped up in some sort of foil, didn't he? Do you remember? He had foil. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, there was, you know, it, they, they were, yeah, they were pretty, uh, but yeah, pretty odd, but good, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I did. Uh, I've got to be honest, Klitschko's entrances I loved, and he had obviously Chili Peppers playing Can't Stop, it, Fireworks, yeah. everything. Ah, great, fair play to him. But anyway, let's uh, let's move on, Tom. Tom, um, after the fight, I mean, I think this is why, if we've been honest, most people tuned in. Most yeah. of what we knew was going to come after the fight. Um, yeah. Billy Joe would put it up on his social media beforehand. Eddie Earn had mentioned that it was going to come. Um, yeah. The announcement was officially made. Saunders Canelo is on set for May the 8th. No official yeah. venue as yet, but we're excited, mate, don't we? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, um, I'm really glad that the fight's happening, um, that, where, that it's been announced. Let's not say it's happening yet because we'll yet, yet to see if it happens. I'll explain that point yeah. in a bit if you want me to. Yeah, yeah I was going to ask you, mate, to explain that because I'm interested to know what, what your thoughts are. Well, about Listen, I, I I like Billy Joe. Like, I think he's a, a fantastic operator. In uh, he's got a brilliant boxing brain. He knows the business and knows the sport. Um, you know, this is no. But you know, he's undefeated. But let's if you look at the track record of Billy Joe Saunders, when there's a fight that he doesn't particularly want, or I'm not saying he doesn't want a kind of fight, because he, he he does. 
But when there's a fight that's, you know, he does stupid things, doesn't he? Mm. He does stupid things and he gets his license taken off him. And for some reason, the fight don't happen. Andrade was one. There, there was a chance when he could have fought Canelo another time before. And he, he started messing about or whatever. There was another one before that. He's He has a series. There's a, it, it become, when he has a build-up to a fight. You, I mean, I, me, and, me and a couple of people who I'm close to, we, we called the, the Andrade situation. Mm. As soon as the fight was announced, I thought, I don't, fan- I don't think he fancies. I don't think he'll have this fight. Now, I don't mean that because I thought Billy, I thought Billy Joe was in any way intimidated by Andrade or even thought he could lose to Andrade. But he was a banana skin, and he wasn't a good pay. You know, he wasn't a big name. He wasn't. You know, he he was awkward, horrible. It's going to be a hard night's work, and he might have to fight him in America. You know, it's one of them fights that maybe he didn't. You know, it's not really going to. Didn't really do a lot for him. I think mm. he does want the Canelo fight. Obviously, I think he really does want the Canelo fight, and I don't know that this is fair on him really for this for this build up. But as soon as the Andrade fight was ha- was announced, he immediately started doing stupid things on his uh, you know Twitter accounts and all the rest of it, mm. and and then other things came up, and then you know, and then he had that uh, and he. Had, the boxing board of control, to be fair, they didn't, they didn't, they give him a massive fine, but they didn't suspend his license. And then another thing happens. And then he gets, he gets this, uh, you know, uh, failed drugs test. Mm. And I mean, the British board of control, I don't know. I mean, he failed a drugs test, mate. Like, and whether that, I mean, that, see, this is another thing I don't understand how they can say that somebody's not in a competition period when they're in a training camp because the British Board of Control, the, the, who they, the UK and the doping agency who they use, the, the thing that he tested positive for was that basically it's allowed outside of competition times. But mm. if you're in a training camp, yeah, I, I, I deem that as being in competition. Mm. You know, I, I deem that as being in competition so, because it makes you better in the competition. Like you train to be better in the fight. So if you're taking substances or using things during a training camp, even if it's outside of a time frame, because I think the time frame for being found that that's illegal to use what he was using, which I think was a stimulant or whatever, it it's within it's like 24 hours before and after the fight. Mm. So you're telling me that just a 48 hour period, that's the only time that you're going to get that that benefit is going to affect you. Now nah, it's going to affect you the whole time through. It's going to improve your performance in training, improve your p- performance cardiovascularly in training, make, make you more alert, attentive, you know, burn more fat, all the rest of these things. So you're going to get make the weight better, you're going, and then you're going to perform better. So, mm. but anyway, even then, after that, you after that, you kind of dope and said that it's not, you know, they don't deem it as within the competition. But Vada and where the where the fight was going to take place, which is the state of Massachusetts, the Massachusetts boxing, uh, what's it called? State boxing thing, um, license. They said yeah. they wouldn't sanction a fight. So they've stood up and said that now nah, they wouldn't sanction a fight because of those things. So he's found that it's like, it's almost like he finds ways of not, of the fights not happening. These big defining fights that are going to do things, um, huge things for his career. It's almost like he finds ways that they're not going to happen mm. to, to make them not happen. Now, so when I say about the Canelo fight, like it's been announced and all the rest of it, I'm until he gets in the ring, until that fight, until that bell goes, I just, and I, I to be fair, I think a lot of people out there are the same when you, you know, the antics of Billy Joe Saunders and stuff and like Eddie Hearn, Himself said that he wanted to give up Twitter and all the rest of it, give up social media for the, for in the in the preparations and stuff because you just don't know whether he's going to do something that is going to is going to rule him out of the contest. Yeah, he's going to you know fight. and jeopardize the fight. Like yeah. so, and I'm not saying this because I don't like Billy Joe because I think he's a great fighter and I really hope he fight. I really hope it happens. Yeah, if there's anybody do. who's got if there's anybody who's got the ingredients. 
Mm. I'm, I'm not saying he can beat him, but if anyone has got the ingredients to beat Canelo mm. in the current super middleweight division, it's Billy Joe Saunders. Yeah, I agree. That. Um, he's, he's my he's my favorite fight. That I got to be honest, he is my favorite fight. So I really, I really hope, I really hope that I'm wrong in this in mm. saying this stuff, and I, I really hope that he doesn't do anything stupid. And he sticks to his fight, you know, sticks to his boxing, he stays sensible, you know. I think that's why he never went over there. Yeah. I think that's a real... I mean, he said... I mean, he said on IFL TV the next day in an interview or whatever, he said he never went over because he, he won't very well or whatever. But I, I think that's why he didn't go over there for, for the announcement because you just don't know, like, you just don't know what, what mind frame Billy Joe's in and whether he's going to... Do something ridiculous, or you know, just be sensible. <laughs> yeah, you know. no, it's it's an interesting point you raised, Tom. But obviously, you know, if if this fight happens, which you, we were supposed to have last year before the pandemic situation um, came in, um, you know, it is set up so nicely. It's mouthwatering. Ah. I mean, we know Canelo's pound for pound number one. So on this third, you know, he's two weight world champion, um, one of the most naturally gifted southpaws in boxing as well. It's got to be said, but. How, I mean, we're talking about on the night now, in the ring, how monumental is the task for Billy Joe to dethrone Canelo, Tom? Listen, he, he's got he's to perform better than he's ever performed. Hmm. That's, that's a given. He's got to have a performance. I feel that Billy Joe's got to perform out of his skin. He's got, he's got to, to be above. To, I mean, the, the David Lemieux fight was his best performance, I think, to date. I, I'm sure. You know, that, I think it, that's I mean, fair. He's got to be another level above that again as well, I think, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, let's look at the fighters. I mean, look at David Lemieux in comparison to Canelo. It's not even comparable. You know, okay, David Lemieux's got a punch, but that's it, really. Yeah. He's, yeah. There's not there's very little in ways of movement with him as him. He's, you know. he's, he's very square on in front of you. Yeah. He's slow. He's he's not good on his feet. You know, his defence his defence isn't very good. You yeah. know, uh, by the way, I know he's been a world champion, so I might be being overly I'm I'm being critical, mm. but I'm comparing him to the Canelo. You know, this is I mean, and like I said, I think I said before about Canelo, uh, Canelo's ability, and it, Canelo has has massively, massively improved since the Floyd Mayweather fight. You know, since that fight, he's is the experience he got in losing that and changing, changing things around and all the rest of it. I think, I think that has what made him uh, will 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 be the telling thing. Really, you know. He's so impressive defensively on the front foot. He's really hard to hit when he's coming after you. Yeah, you know, and he and he wasn't like that with Floyd with with, with Mayweather. You know, that's how Mayweather beat him. You know, he was clever, beat him on the back foot, and you know, smothered all the work on the inside, all the rest of it, and very fleet-footed, very good at his feet, but timely attacks brilliantly. Um. And so the so you're right in saying that Billy Joe's got that style that he is good on his feet. You know he can he can make things really awkward and but um and 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 make things you know he can he can I have no doubts that he can catch Canelo mm. and he can pick Canelo off to a certain extent. But I also think that Canelo on the front it, it he's he won't fall for the same traps he's fell for before. He he's so str- he's a he's a lot better on his feet than what he looks like. He he cuts the ring down so well. He's these little movements and things, and his defense is unbelievable now. Like his, 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 I I really can't think of something. I, maybe you disagree with me, Tom, but I can't think of something that Canelo doesn't do. Is it anything you can pick out and you think Canelo could do that a bit better? There's, there's, at the moment, at this point in time, just analysing his recent performances, I can't really pick the bones out of anything when I think, hmm, that's, that's a weakness for Canelo. Can you, Tom, is it anything you can think of? Um, really yeah, trying to think now. Mess. Really trying to think. You know, he's so, he's just, I mean, I think, I think the his mindset has improved so much as well because you would have said the reason why I think he lost to Mayweather in the first I think a big a big thing was um, he was young, he was naive in things, and 
you know, and he, he, you know, he might have lost patience, and at times uh, I don't see that happening now. I just, he's a different, and he, you know, I really, I really want Billy Joe to win. He's the, he's the Brit. Yeah, he's, I mean, you know, he's the British fighter. He's, he's, he's our fighter. You know, and I've known him for a long, long time. I, I really want him to win. Yeah, and I want him to be, I want him to be able to win, but I find it very hard to find. You know, if you look at Billy Joe's performances, in again in comparison to Canelo's performances, yeah, it's it's hard to see how, even though he's very good at what he does, Billy Joe, it's hard to see how he does, how he does that to, you know, how he does that to Canelo, and and he's fought some very good fighters, but. He's not fought Canelo Alvarez. Do you know what I mean? And he's had close fights. With the, I mean, if you look at the, the you know, who, who would you say is Billy Joe's best win? You know, his best performance, David Lemieux, but who would you say his best win is? Um, like you said, the performance, yeah, definitely David Lemieux. Um, I thought the Andy Lee one was pretty impressive, if I'm honest with you. Um, I mean, there's a few on there. I, I think the David Lemieux one was just complete. That I think that was the best Billy Joe Saunders we've seen. I mean, he went out there. All right, we've mentioned about, you know, we said about the weaknesses of David Lemieux. He, he's a he's a big big puncher, of course he is, but he's he, he's he doesn't move the best if I'm on sure. You know, he's quite as you said, square on, quite flat foot. Yeah. So you know that played into Billy Joe's hands then, and but it was it, that was the most complete performance we've seen to date. I think from Billy Joe. But, but like you said it's going to have to be that, I think, and a little bit more <laughs> to beat Canelo. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean that was that was uh, that was down at middleweight as well, wasn't it? And that, and that, uh, mm. you know, Billy Joe's not the biggest middleweight. I mean, I know Canelo's not a big middleweight. Uh, sorry, not the big. He's not Billy Joe's not a biggest super middleweight. Mm. Sorry, pardon me. Uh, Billy Joe uh, Canelo is not a big super midway, but yeah. it, it, look at the size of him. He's like an ox, man. Mm. Like you know, he, so he he's the bigger he's the bigger man. Even yeah. though Billy Joe arguably has been at the higher weight his career, Canelo's the bigger man in there. But, so I just think that what would what would Canelo? How would Canelo pair? Canelo would destroy David Lemieux if you look at. Chris but Eubank. You look at, I, I just want to mention. We talk while we talk. Canelo would, Canelo would, Canelo would batter, would batter Chris Eubank. Yeah, you know. While we while we're on the subject of David Lemieux, when you're making those comparisons, I mean, David Lemieux, right? When he fought Golovkin, Golovkin completely took him apart. Completely yeah. took him apart. So yeah, you know, when we're making these comparisons about the difference in levels, you know, it's got to be said, doesn't it? And we know how you know, obviously, Canelo performed in against Golovkin. Two wars, two yeah. big fights. He he won the second, I think, but he didn't win the first. But you know, we're making that comparison about the Mew and where he's at. You know, like I said, when he stepped up against Golovkin, Golovkin completely took him apart. So, yeah, I, I just, I just find it hard. I want to make, I want to make a really, I want to make. You know, the thing that I think Billy Joe can do, he can make, he can make it very awkward for Canelo yeah, to land do. some, to land, to land hurtful punches. He can make it very difficult for Canelo, um, and he can frustrate Canelo if he can get in Canelo's head. If the, I think that's the, I think that's the key. I think that's the key. If Billy Joe can get can unsettle Canelo, because I don't think Billy Joe can unsettle Canelo with his punch power, mm. and that's not saying that he he doesn't, you know, he punches hard enough. Do you know what I mean? He punches hard enough, but you've got to say who Canelo's chin is just. It's like rock, you know. It's how young it is. You know, so I don't know that his punch power is enough to unsettle uh, Canelo. I think his movement can give cause him difficulty, but that alone isn't going to be enough. But I think if he can play it all in one and get under his skin and frustrate him and irritate him and, you know, maybe, you know, his antics in a way, if he can play them right... (laughs) If Billy Joe can play in the build-up right and do the right things in the build-up, he could, he could, he could annoy, he could really annoy Canelo. Canelo be like, "Who's this? Who's this idiot? Who's you know?" Yeah. yeah. And and that way he might be able to get he might be able to get Canelo to get a bit careless in the fight, and then he'd be able to pick him off. But I'm 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 stretching to find to find these things, mate. Like I, I really 
you know, I really think it's a great listen. It's a great fight. It's an unbelievable fight. Is that is ha- and it's great. That it's happening. It's like you know, um, but I just think that I just I just can't, I find it really hard to to see anything other than a Canelo. I don't think Canelo stops him. No, I find no, I, it. I, I, I I I think um, I I don't see I don't see Canelo stopping him. I I think it's um it's, it's going to be you know a, a point um point decision either way. I, we you talked just coming back slightly there, Tom. I just think you know we talked about obviously Billy Joe. Uh, he, he's not you know a huge puncher, shall we say? And his his elite skills are in other areas of his game, as we've mentioned. Uh, we mentioned Canelo's chin is high and you know it's rock solid. So the, the difficulty of the task is as well that he's going to have to get a points decision win against Canelo. Yeah, which is on, on exactly. the week of of Cinco huh. Mayo as well, by the way, just to mention. Um, yeah, it's it, it just seems to me I want to make such a case because, like I said to you, Billy Joe is my favorite fight. I've always been such a fan of Billy Joe Saunders, and I'd love nothing more than him to do it. And I'm trying to make a case. But it's really there is so many cards stacked at the moment, isn't there? And it's very, very difficult. Yeah. As said. I mean, to get the decision over there, like that's what I was saying before. You know, he's got a. You, you can't go to the states, and 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 box negatively and win a title. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't. You, you've got to, you've got to go over there and rip it off, rip it off them. Like you got to rip, rip the belt off the champion. That's what they say. You got to do that, and that's what he has to do. And I, I just don't know that he. I don't know that he does it. I don't, you know, I don't know that he does it over, over there, and and on that, you know, like you said, Cinco de Mayo weekend in America, Canelo's the the superstar, the megastar, the American, you know, the pound pound king. Do you know what I mean? I, mm. I, 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 but imagine if he did. Imagine if he did. Do you know what? <laughs> as well? I, imagine I if he did. I really hope he does get a fair tick from the judges on the night, though, because imagine we see the very best Billy Joe produce the performance of a lifetime, and then we have to we have to see dodgy scorecards thrown up again. Can you just imagine? I mean, how I'd be happy. Oh well, it'd be you know. I mean, that well, Billy Joe's already already highlighted that, and he see he's not so he's he's clever. He you know, he's already put them set them seeds. You know. In that IFL interview he did and stuff, he already set them. He's already set them seeds. You know, I want a fair. I want a fair crack. You know, I just want everything to be fair as long as everything's fair. You know, he was saying all this in his interview and stuff. So he knows the score, and I think everybody else in the boxing community knows it. But he's not stupid. He, he's setting it out there now and and putting it out there. And he'll be putting it out there a lot more, a lot more as well in the build up because that's the last thing that he wants. That's the last thing that anybody wants. But Especially Billy Joe, he, he if he he gets our goes over and gets it completely right, gets does everything right and you know, and then it doesn't and then he gets a um, a raw deal by the judges. It's just that that just leaves a bad taste in your mouth, doesn't it? Yeah, so, that'd be, that'd be you know, mate, wouldn't it? Yeah, I you know it's uh, but listen, like you said, like we've we've said over and over, it's 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 great. That is happening, and it's been spoke about so so heavily this fight, um, with people saying about it, talking about it for for a long, long time. Even back when Canelo was just moving up to middleweight, and all the you know it, it was talked about and discussed, and all the rest of it. I think even what like way back it was talked about when he was light middle and stuff, and coming up to middle and all the rest of it. So. It's been a long time that it's been spoke about or whispers and things like this, and finally to happen. And uh, you know, I just think it's. Uh, I, I hope. I hope. I'm sure the fight will live up to expectation. Yeah, even I, I, if, think, I think it will. I, I, as long as it happens, and yeah. I don't. I'm not saying that because I think they won't. I, I'm saying that because I'm thinking. Because I just know how things have gone before, and I just think mm. that, you know, <laughs> if 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 something if something don't smell right to Billy Joe, I don't know that he'll want to do it. Yeah, I I think in I think we have 
licked Canelo's arse a little bit again, Tom, which we did a little bit of last week. Uh, no, I'm not. I've not. I've said. I've said how good he is. I'm not. I'm not licking. You know, listen. You can get beat. Anyone. Everyone can get beat. Everyone can get knocked yeah. out. Every person can. I just. I'm just not sure Billy Joe's the person to do it. Really, I don't know who is. I don't know who I, out I there is. I think I've always said. I think he has got the best chance out of anybody at one six eight. I, I generally, I've always said that, and you know, I, I mean, the other name obviously we talk about, who I think Canelo, if he beats Billy Joe Saunders, will want to target next is obviously Caleb Plant. I mean, when we, yeah. I think we talked about it briefly last week when we compared in those two. I believe that Billy Joe has got the best chance. And I believe he does cause Canelo the most problems. But like I said, oh, is it going to be enough? I, I don't know. I, I really, really want him to do yeah. it. Really rooting for Billy Joe as we all are. But it's going to be, it's um, it's, it's a monumental task, you know, which we really hope uh, it, it can be done. It's, it's 10 weeks, I think. I think it's 10 weeks and counting now. So yeah, um, yeah. the countdown's definitely on, Tom. Yeah, I mean, he's looking pretty trim already, Billy Joe is. You know, he's not... He's obviously stayed in training, staying, stayed fit, and that. So he doesn't look. I mean, he's jokes about his weight, doesn't he? Saying he's forty. That, that's, he, he that's who the had on in the AFL interview wasn't real, my Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you see? Did you see that who the had on? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, I saw his name. Oh, but, but he, he, no, he's not. He's not looking his usual. His usual. His usual. He, he usually looks a lot heavier, heavier set than that. This far out from a fight, so. You know, hopefully, hopefully gets everything right and uh, and uh, and uh, and he does the job, and we can uh, have a pound. For, we can have the pound for pound number one in our country. <laughs> yeah, really hope so, mate. Let's go, Billy Joe. Can I look forward to that one? Yeah. Um, Tom, just before we come on, there's only there's only one fight really to talk about this weekend. But just before we do come on to it, I want to quickly get you thought. I don't know if you watched it last week as well. Just really, really quickly, briefly touch upon it. Did you get up for the Joseph Parker Junior firefight after, or you didn't bother? I didn't, I, mate. I didn't get up for it. Um, obviously, I've seen that Parker one, and it was like it was. What was it? It was nearly every round, wasn't it? Yeah, it, and you've got to be honest, yeah. with you, it wasn't the most pleasing fight on the eye. I don't know if you watched highlights or anything. It was a lot of holding, and and I think yeah. far, I think far just tried to stop Parker getting into his rhythm, which yeah. worked pretty well, to be honest with you. Um, but Parker did win the did win the rounds for me. I, I had him. Uh, he won the fight, but for me, sorry, I had him winning it by two or three rounds. But it was it was another scratch your head scorecard. That's the reason I've touched upon it, uh, Tom. It was a a one one uh one one nine one one oh nine scorecard, which right. to be honest, mate, it was it was a bit of a shocker. That one was. Yeah, to be fair, mate. I uh, being honest, I I didn't I didn't manage to I didn't manage to watch it. Like I thought, I was too busy looking at. Twitter and Canelo Alvarez and Billy Joe Saunders and <laughs> yeah, there'd been so much going on, mate. Didn't there? Yeah, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't manage to. Uh, I've obviously seen some, seen some bits like uh, people moaning about it, but I mean, at the end of the day, it from whatever what I can gather, he won the fight. So yeah, he did. He did do it definitely. Like I said, two or three rounds. I think he um. He definitely won. It looks like the Del Boy fight will happen now. Chisora was straight on yeah. the old uh, social yeah. media afterwards. Eddie was there stirring in the pot on the old matchroom social media as well. So, looks like that one's going to happen next. Yeah, that's um, good. That's good. Right. This weekend's boxing, Anton. Now, compared to what we've had in recent weeks where we've sort of... Yeah. Uh, it's been notes galore when we're talking about the podcast and we've had to... Try and think, right? Oh, we've got to fit everything in now into a small podcast, and we've even had to do double up on podcasts some weeks. But this week, we've only got one real fight to focus our attention on. Um, and it's Clarissa Shields, the yeah. self proclaimed greatest woman of all time. Uh-huh. And, um, former three weight world champion, she returns against the undefeated Canadian challenger Marie yeah. um, Dakar. Are you looking forward to this fight on the weekend, Tom? Oh, it's a good fight, isn't it? I mean. <laughs> You know, he's the car's undefeated and a, a good fighter in her own right, good operator. I mean, Clarissa Shields is she's pretty pretty phenomenal, like woman fighter. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's for for all about, isn't it? This one. Yeah, well, she yeah. Clarissa can actually make history this weekend as well. Put any yeah. history books because she's been undisputed already. Um, you know, at a previous weight, and this would be. This is her chance on the weekend now to be 
um, and disputed in the second weight division, which in itself is a is a pretty fantastic achievement, isn't it? Yeah, that's massive. I mean, if 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 a if a male fighter did that, you'd be like, oh my god, it's you know, two times unified champion in two different weights. Yeah, you, you know, you'd be calling him the greatest of all. Do you know what I mean? So you would be saying it. You know, it's pretty phenomenal. Um, and uh, I think she should probably do it. Do that. Should do the job. Do you know what I mean? I can't see. Can't re- I don't know too too much about the car myself, but I don't. I can't. I don't see her upsetting Clarissa Shields really. No, Cl- Clarissa Shields is the favourite, as you said. And I mean, uh, after after achieving this, if she wins on the weekend, as we think she will, um, there's. There's not much more she can really achieve no. in her boxing pro ranks, really. Um, she has broadened her horizons as well recently and stepped into the MMA circle. She signed with mm-hmm. um, that world of combat sports as well. But I don't know about you, Tom. With a win on Saturday, there's one thing I want to see, and that's the the, the mouth-watering rematch from the amateur days with Savannah Marshall at 160. I think that fight would be that would be huge. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. It'd be obviously be great for Savannah Marshall as well. I mean, that that would uh, that'd be a, uh, a a big. I mean, I suppose UK side that'd be a big seller for women's boxing and you know and everything. It'd be a, a big a big big thing. I, I think it's but women's sport is generally further further forward in America and probably more. Um, supported and watched and stuff in America like it, it always has been that like even women's football and stuff like that so mm-hmm. I think it's it's I don't know it's whether it's whether that's appealing to Clarissa Shields isn't it do you know what I mean it's whether that's an appealing fight to her but that'd be great for Marshall for Marshall to do it do you know what I mean definitely and do you know what I think it is there I mean Shields is obviously that that type of personality that that strives for perfection I think and as we know, Savannah Marshall is still the only only boxer to beat her in her career so far. <laughs> when she beat her in the amateur days, that that's bound to be a bugbear for her, mate. She, she's that's playing on her with, like I said, she's a type of personality that wants perfection, so that's bound to play on her, mate. Yeah, you, well, you, yeah, you you think so? <laughs> is, it, is is that really true? Is it the only one to beat her? Yeah, in, yeah, in, mate, yeah, in, in, is, amateur yeah. or pro. Yeah, and Savannah let her know about it as well. I thought, yeah, I thought, I thought, she, I thought she might have lost more in the. I didn't know that, you know, she'd only lost to Savannah Marshall in the amateurs. Nobody yeah, else. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty. I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure I, I'm right in that. So I hope I am. But I'm pretty sure, yeah. Well, to be fair, Savannah Marshall could just be like, I've done it. I've done it. I've beat. I've beat her. Like. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't need to beat you again. I beat you once. Don't need to beat you again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, and there's been there's plenty of needles still there. I mean, they've been back and forth to each other on over social media and in interviews. Um, but I, I we just touching upon Savannah. They're coming off Clarissa too much. Um, I, I think she's brilliant. I'm, I'm such a big fan of hers. Really, her, her performance last year against Hannah Rankin was was my pick as performance of the year. Really, it was. You know, she she stopped Anna Rankin, who, who Clarissa has fought herself. Um, Clarissa didn't stop her. They went to a unanimous decision win for that. And I just I just see Savannah as the type of fighter, obviously under Peter Fury as well. She, I think she's going to go from strength to strength. And I'm a, I'm a massive, massive Savannah Marshall fan, I've got to be honest. So I, I really hope we get to see that fight again. Yeah, well, you know, she's... Uh... The good she's 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 developed developed massively, like you said. She's under good tutelage in Peter Fury, and she's obviously taken to the pro game very very well. And uh, so, and she's she's doing good things. It'd be it'd be it would be good if he could see that fight. But then, would it like Clarissa Shields is more, you know, she's been in the pro game longer, isn't she? She's more, mm. you know, adapted adept I don't know what the word is but you know what I'm saying yeah yeah adept yeah I think it is Tom I think it's adept yeah yeah that's the one yeah Um, so she's kind of more in that sort of adept to the to the program to the pro style to that sort of thing Dan Savannah Marshall so if it comes too quick then it's a bit you know you you might think that maybe 
a little bit longer, but then a little bit longer if Clarissa Shields even gonna hang around. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, well, I don't know. It, but it'd be good if it'd be. It's a, it's a, it's a good one. I, you know, after the weekend, if Clarissa Shields does the business, if Savannah Marshall, you know, puts a, uh, put, you know, put get gets out and starts starts slagging her off and that, then <laughs> we, there's, we might have pl- it. there's plenty of it already, mate. As I said, I mean, Clarissa said that. Um... Savannah lives off her name and the amateur win over her. Yeah, yeah. And Savannah has stated that Clarissa simply doesn't want the fight or doesn't want any of her work. So there's there's plenty of you know back and forth and it's teasing us a little bit. We want it to happen now, do we? As you said, get a job done now Saturday night, uh, Friday night, I should say. Sorry, Clarissa Shields, yeah. and then um, that's a that's a big fight. One, I'm gonna ask you, who do, who do you favour in that one? Tom, we're not gonna sit on the fence on this one. I I'm siding to. A Savannah Marshall win, i got to be honest. But who, who would you pick, Tom? Oh, mate, I don't know. Uh, I, do, do you know, I'll, I'll be honest, I'd probably pick Clarissa Shields, mate. You would, mate, would you? I'd probably, yeah. yeah. Just, just, based on, just based on the fact that of what she's done and what she's achieved. And I know that she's got a loss, to, but that's a three-round fight in it, or four, four, whatever the four twos in the women's amateurs, isn't it? That's, you know... It's a big, it's a big, it's a, it's a lot of difference, and and uh, obviously Clarissa Shields has, has been there and done it at two different weights and unified champion for, you know, and, and she's very very good operator. I, I I find it hard not to go with Clarissa Shields to be fair. <laughs> what what about the the psychological factor as we've mentioned of knowing that obviously Savannah is the only person to beat her in her career. Would that play his part in the fight, Tom? Do you think, or do you think Clarissa is just too experienced, too professional to to let that you know happen? I don't. I don't know. It depends how much that. It depends it how much it affected her at that. I mean, it must have affected her massively at the time. Mm. But like, I don't know. Like, I think uh, you you can you can you can say you can tell yourself it's it's a different it's a different game. Do you know what I mean? Pros and amateurs different. It's a different game, so you can you can talk, tell yourself that. But it's always going to be there. There's always going to be a bit of a bit of a sticky patch. You're going to have to get over it some way. It could have, it could have a bearing. Do you know what I mean? It could have. It depends. It all depends on how psychologically strong Clarissa Shields is, and she doesn't she doesn't uh, she doesn't strike me as being a very you know mentally weak person. So I don't imagine it would bother her that. I think she'd managed to find a way around it or use it to her advantage or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. Um, but just to remind ourselves, speaking of Savannah, Savannah will be out in April on the undercard of um, Conor Ben versus Vargas. No opponent has been announced as of yet. Just a final thing on Clarissa, um, Tom, I want to ask you is, I just mentioned that she's made a bit of a move into MMA as well. Um, I, th- I think she's actually yeah. said that She's happy to do both. I mean, is that something that's realistic to manage a career in boxing and MMA at the same time? Or would focus need to be, you know, solely driven into one to have the, the perfection that, as we said, Shields always strives for? Yeah, I don't, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of that. I'm not a big fan of crossing over. Yeah, uh, I, I have I, that impression from you, mate. <laughs> I, I, either way, mate, either way. I don't, you know... Well, I'm not going to say it. I could say something about UFC or MMA. That I'm not going to say it, like so, because it's because it's, um, it's I'm not going to slag it off. But you've been uh, very controversial on this podcast, Tom. <laughs> eh? You've been very controversial on this podcast. Do you think? Do you think? <laughs> Sorry. Ah, joking, mate. <laughs> now, I I don't know why when somebody is the master of their their game, the master of their trade. Mm. Why they and the number one at their sport? Why they? Because they're not going to be the number one at wrestling. They're not going to be the number one at jiu-jitsu. Not going to be the number one. So they rely on the boxer now. Listen, everyone knows that boxers go to UFC or MMA. They've got a better striking. Ch- they've got they're they're great at striking because that's because MMA and UFC fighters can't punch. So you know boxers are obviously going to go over and they're going to be knocking people out. But someone gets hold of you. You, you can't deal with that. Like <laughs> you can't, yeah. you can't deal with that. Like 
you know, someone someone grabs you who's who's an expert in grappling and you know, nah. groundwork and things, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Can't be dealing with that, man. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I remember. Like when I used to, I worked as a personal trainer for a little bit, and uh, obviously, I I I boxed another lad in the gym, Tom Breeze, who was he's in the UFC now. Uh, and I was messing about with him, and I, I said, oh, "I'll give you." Go on, let's have a little, let's have a little wrestle. Go on, let's have a little match, like joking yeah. around, mate. He don't joke. He didn't, mate. I thought he'd pop my shoulder out, man. Like I was, I was, I was like, mate, I, I was only playing. I was only playing. He was, oh, yeah. Oh, it hurt, man. It hurt. Do you know? He 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 done he done to my shoulder, and he he was only joking, but he was only going light. But mate, it weren't light. And and this is the thing, like. I could have I could have jabbed and danced around him and boxed him, but as soon as he got older me, nah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. so I'm not one for crossing over, mate. <laughs> I'm with you, there, mate. And it's it's you know such a difficult thing to do, isn't it? I I mean obviously if you know Clarissa if she if she fights in MMA, which she's going to, I believe, because she's signed in it. You know, when she's standing up, we expect we we expect her to have a, as much of an advantage as anybody yeah. else. But as you said, the problems are going to arise if somebody takes her down, you know, or is, is grappling with her, then that's where we're going to have to see Clarissa, you know, stepping out of something that she hasn't really known in, in a previous sport, you know. So uh, I just I just wanted to ask you that question because I, I think it's a difficult, you know, adjustment to make and, and crossing over and competing in the both sports if that's what she's going to look to do. I, I think it's very, very difficult and it, it's ballsy to do, to be fair. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you can't do the both. You can't be number. You can't be number one at them both. You've got to be no. number one at once. You can't do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I agree, mate. Well, uh, anyway, we look forward to that fight this weekend, yeah. and um, hopefully, uh, hopefully, hopefully, Clarissa gets a job job done. They should say, and we can see um, the Savannah Marshall fight in twenty twenty one. Tom, just before we go, I know we are pushing time a little bit this week. <laughs> yeah. Um I just want to ask you what's happening with. For you, in your opinion, what's happening with AJ and Fury? It's gone a little oh, worryingly quiet, if I must say. It's or it just seems to be the same echo coming out. If that makes sense, where people are just saying, "Ah, it's going to happen, don't worry. It's all there. It's all done." But there's still no official announcement. So, what's happening, Tom? Should we be worried? Uh, mate, I don't know, and I don't think anyone will know until it's signed. I just think. I mean, I've seen things about people saying sign the contract, like Fury's saying sign the contract. I've seen AJ saying that he's heard that Fury don't want it. I've seen people saying that it's all in hand, it's going to happen. And so I'm none the wiser. Um, I don't know. I, I think it will happen because I think there's nothing nothing better for the pair of them, really. I think that's the fight that is is the, is the best thing for both of them. Like, mm. it's the best thing for both of them. In yeah. at this stage, you know, who do they want to fight other than each other? Like who, you know, it's the fight the who, world wants to see, isn't it? it it's, is the, the it's, the, it's the fight the world wants to see. It's the big money spin. It. It's the unification. It's everything. It's all. It's for all the marbles, as they say. Mm. It. Um, so I can't see that either one of them won't want that fight above any other option in the division. Does Does Fury want to fight Wilder again? No. And I mean, I know Wilder says a load of stuff, but I don't think Wilder wants to fight him again. So, you know, does Fury want to fight Wilder again? Probably not, because he's been there, done that, fought him twice and beat him. Does he want to fight an Usyk, a Joyce? No. Does I'm not saying he wouldn't. By the way, I'm saying no because it, it doesn't. It's no. It doesn't. It doesn't have anywhere near the same ring to it as fighting AJ. Yeah. Does does Joshua want to fight anybody else other than Fury? <sighs> no, because there's yeah. ones out there that I think could cause him a lot. There's they, there's ones out there that could cause Fury a lot of problems, but there's ones out there that can cause Joshua a lot of problems. You don't mm-hmm. want to take those risks and things and risk that that big big fight is going to go. I, yeah, it's going to happen. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. And I, but I think what they were. I think you know nobody wants to. That fight, I'll be very disappointed if that fight happens um, during this pandemic thing. Yeah, 
I'd, is, I'd is, that, is that maybe is that maybe what's going on at the moment? Because there may, are may, maybe whispers about obviously things getting better and crowds yeah. being able to come back again. So is that yeah. something that maybe be happening? Maybe, maybe. I hope so. I hope that's what it is. I hope it's a delay to see what happens with live sport and all the rest of it. Because you know, let's. I, I, I don't want to. Let's not be. Let's not be funny. Here. Nobody wants to see that fight go to. Saudi Arabia or anywhere else other than you, the UK. It's a UK fight between UK fighters, two yeah, UK fighters. Nobody wants to see that go out to the highest bidder in the highest bidder in somewhere else in the world. We, it's got to happen here, man. And, and, we, it, we, expect, and it, we expect it to be two fights as well, don't we? Because it'll obviously be a rematch, yeah. I think. And, and, you know, it'd be it'd be such a shame if one of the two fights at least wasn't in the UK. You know, selling out Wembley, something like that. It's... Like you said, it it would be it'd be such a shame if it wasn't. Yeah, I just you know, Wembley, Wembley Stadium, and then uh, what's what's the what, Millennium Stadium in Cardiff? <laughs> yeah, Millennium. That's um, I do you know what they've talked. I think they've talked about in the UK that being the front runner actually as well, which is yeah exciting for me and Scott because it's on a doorstep. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. But you'll, um, have to, you'll, have to, you'll have to get us all in there, mate. You know, get some, get some uh, press passes. Ah, uh, definitely, mate. That'll be our, that'll be our uh, work. Southwest Boxing Media works, mate. Doubt that'll be. That'll be that'll be, yeah, that's it, it, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tom, it's been uh, it's been a pleasure as always. It's been a longer one this week. I think I think we've hit the hour mark. Maybe have we? Nah, fifty minutes, mate. Ah, oh, there we are, mate. See, we we getting we getting perfectionist to this now, man. We know when to stop talking. It's... This week could have been quicker, but I've, uh, you know, I've been controversial, so I've uh, waffled on a little bit again. <laughs> That's the tagline on this podcast. Listen to Tommy being controversial on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tommy, it's been a pleasure. Really enjoyed as always, mate. Um, enjoy the the boxing on the weekend. Have a good weekend with the family, mate. And we'll uh, we'll catch up next week. All right, nice one, Kieran, and you, mate. Top man, take care. And thank you, as always, for listening to this podcast. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Overcast and various other platforms. This has been Southwest Boxing Media Speaks in association with Brixton Streetwear.